much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to have some time, opportunity, connection, God moments, experiences with you today. And, you know, I just want to thank our partners. Thank you, partners, for helping us to cover the earth with the word. We couldn't do what we do without our partners. So thank you again and again from the bottom of our hearts. We are grateful for you. And mom, we have a cool guest that we're interviewing today. Yes, What's we his do. book about? Well, his book is about operating in the courts of heaven. And I think it will be a classic on prayer. I think it really will be. You will just love it. God granting us legal rights to fulfill his passion and answer our prayers. Oh, it's awesome. And so you're going to just love this. This will be wonderful for you. And people who've read it will tell you, oh, it's just out of this world. So it'll be one of the most outstanding books you have ever read. So you have to watch and you have to get books because books are good presents. That's good. And mom, you know, I know that there are people who are watching that have needs. You have needs in your life for health, for finances, for family issues. You're concerned about your kids, your grandkids. We'd love to pray for you. And here's a testimony. I was reading, I heard about this actually the other day. A friend was in a car wreck and had really severe back injury um, from the car wreck. And even though there wasn't an immediate healing, she saw God do a progressive healing over the course of time. And, and she continued to get better and better, continued to believe in her in God and God's ability to heal. So I just encourage you that God is our healer and God is available, ready to heal. So hop on the phone get on the website, and we love to pray for you for God to do impossible things in your life. And in just a few seconds here, I want you to watch this interview now with Robert Henderson. Marilyn and Sarah have been covering the earth with the word on television for over 50 years. But television isn't the only way their ministry can be viewed. Today with Marilyn and Sarah can be seen on platforms such as YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, as well as podcasts on iTunes and Google. It's easier than ever to be encouraged with God's work at home, work, or on the go. You can replay any program at any time. Tune in and be blessed. Hey there, I want to encourage you to download our app on your phone. You're like, really serious? Absolutely. We have some amazing things on our app, really convenient for you. We have today's program. We have opportunities to pray for you. We have places for you to give and partner with us. We also have things that will help you know what events are coming up and group tours that you could join, as well as a Bible reading plan, daily Bible reading plan. This app is super relevant, very convenient, and super helpful for your daily living with Jesus. Welcome to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. I'm so thrilled that you're watching, joining us today, and I want to introduce to you one of my cool friends, Robert Henderson. Thank you so Hi, much for Sarah. hanging out. We're having a blast talking yep, about yep. Greek and the Bible, <laughs> and uh, but I want you to tell our audience a little bit of your background so they can kind of have a cool sense of who you are, and then we're going to jump into your book called Operating in the Courts yes. of Heaven. So yes. tell us your background. Well, I, you know, my background is I grew up in a denominational church, very denominational, yeah. But my, my mom and dad got filled with the Holy Spirit during the charismatic renewal. Mm. Well, we all got ushered into it. My life, my life changed as a 12-year-old boy. So from 12 years old on, I actually had a sense of the call of God on my life, even, even before that, but especially then. And, and the Lord just wouldn't let me go. Even whenever I went through the mid-teenage years when I had no interest in doing sure. anything of ministry, sure. uh, that, you know, that didn't phase God. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so my wife and I got married at 18 years old, right out of high school. We're still married, been married, we'll be 45 years this year. And uh, six children and eight grandchildren later. So we're really, really blessed. But the Lord came and grabbed hold of me when I was, really got a hold of me when I was about 20 and 21 years old. Uh, he just really visited me. I mean, there's a whole story about that, how I'm driving down the road in the car. And all of a sudden his presence just comes into the car unannounced. And I wasn't inviting him. In fact, I think I was listening to 70s music, you know, whatever, and, and just going through the whole thing. And, and all of a sudden, I hear his voice. I hear his voice so strong. And he says, the time is drawing nigh for you to do my work. Hmm. And when he said that to me, I thought, I thought, why now? And I actually said, why now, Lord? And instantly, with even greater strength, he said, because now you have to trust me. Wow. And so because because when I said why now is because I had a wife, I had children now, I had you know all sorts of things. And God said, because now you have to trust me. And I thought, well, I don't have to. I didn't say it, but I thought it. Well, it it only took the Lord like a week or two. He had he dealt with my heart. I surrendered and we just began to pursue the purposes of God. Wow. I'm so grateful to him mm. because I don't know where I would have, where I would be. Sure. I don't even know if I would be alive if I hadn't have surrendered. Yeah to God's will for my life. Yeah, and you might be watching right now and maybe you have kids that are not serving God. You have young adults who've walked away from God and you're concerned. You're like, Ooh, man, I wish they would serve and really have a, an experience and encounter with God. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We wanna pray for your kids, including your grandkids, because I know we're concerned and they're in our hearts, but even more so, I want you to know that they're in God's heart. Right? God loves your kids, your grandkids, even more than you do with a perfect love. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for your kids and grandkids to really have an experience with Jesus. And of course, grab your copy of Operating in the Courts of Heaven. This will be a helpful, helpful resource uh, for seeing breakthrough in your life. And, you know, this whole idea of courts of heaven, Robert, it's like, what is the whole premise behind courts of heaven? Because some people hear and they're like, what is that yeah. all about? Yeah, the court of heaven, I, I like to say, it's not a method of praying. It's a dimension of the spirit. And what I mean by that is that we, by faith, and it's all by faith, we, by faith, as we pray, we say, okay, Lord, I am stepping into this dimension. And, and Daniel actually gave us a picture of that dimension, of that unseen world in Daniel 7, verses 9 and 10, when he said he watched and he saw this whole court system coming into place. And then over in verse 26, he sees this court system operating. And he actually, where that the court system renders a judgment against the Antichrist spirit. Wow. And literally breaks his hold. And I, see, I think that this is so applicable to us today because Antichrist wants to take over the world. Well, God, we need to go into the courts of heaven and say, God, but this world belongs to you. And we ask for a judgment against that spirit. So, so it's a dimension of the spirit and we operate there by faith. You don't have to feel, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of friends that are so spiritual, so prophetic. I wish I was. And I always tell people, if Robert Anderson can do this, Anybody could do this right? because because we just move in the faith realm presenting cases in the courts. Mm -hmm. And in here you talk about courts of heaven, but what's the difference between uh, a battlefield? Because we talk a lot about spiritual warfare versus a courtroom. Why do we think, why, why is that important to make that shift? I grew up and in, in ministry for a large part of my life from a battlefield perspective. I mean, which you can see in the scriptures, sure, no question sure. that it's there. Right. You know, the whole armor of God yeah. and all this kind of thing. Yeah. 
But what I discovered was out of Revelation 19, 11, when Jesus comes back on the white horse with the armies of heaven, it says he comes back to do two things, to, to judge and to make war. Hmm. And so, so judgment is, is judicial activity. Making war is battlefield. And what I discovered is if I attack something in the spirit world, that claims to still have a legal right to operate because the whole spirit world is legal. In other words, principalities, powers, demons, they can only operate because they've claimed a legal right. Hmm. So I have to go into the court and, and repent where I need to repent, ask for the blood to speak, remove that legal right. Then I can go to the battlefield and win. Hmm. See, we do go to the battlefield, but only after we've been in the court. See, for years, I was battlefield, battlefield. I bind you, I break, you know, all those kind of things. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Right. I'm saying it wasn't effective for me. And when the Lord unveiled that the enemy was operating from a legal perspective and I could step into the courts and get a judgment against him, that changed everything. Mm -hmm. And you might be watching right now and you're like, oh my goodness, I, I've been wrestling, you know, wrestled not against flesh and blood, Prince and God wants to help you see this as a huge breakthrough. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you and grab your copy of Operating in the Courts of Heaven. It will really help uh, um, raise your awareness, give you revelation, insight for some breakthroughs that maybe you've been struggling on the battlefield. You're like, I just can't seem to get through. Well, grab this copy. It will be a huge, huge help to you. Revelation, insight, wisdom, and some very practical. I love the practical stories in here. Yes. I mean, seriously, you talk about one about your son. I'm like, oh, that's so great. But the other thing I want to talk a little bit is this whole idea of the courtroom um, and the accuser, yeah. right? Because there's a legal um, defense, and then mm -hmm. there's the accuser. Mm -hmm. So who's the accuser in the whole courtroom thing? Well, the, the devil, I mean, because the Bible says, in like, again, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, or be on guard, for your adversary, which is the Greek word antidikos, adversary, and it means one who brings a lawsuit, your adversary, the devil. So we know it's the devil, his forces, oh, yeah. that is bringing accusation against us. And and see, it's quite interesting. In, in Luke twenty two thirty one, when I begin to discover this, remember what Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. The word there is, is Satan has desired. The word desired there, he's demanded you be put on trial. Wow. That's literally what that word means. So Jesus was saying to Peter, Satan has built a case against you and he has demanded a trial date so he can, he can prohibit you from fulfilling what we've ordained you to do. But I prayed for you. Now, the, the interesting thing is Jesus did that before he was glorified. I mean, we, we know he's the son of God, but at that point, he's living on life on earth as a human being. He's not doing miracles as God. He's doing miracles as a man filled with God. That's important because if he did miracles as God, we're out of luck. We're not God. But if he did them as a man filled with God, with the Holy Spirit, then, then, then we can also step into those realms. And so that, that applies to the court of heaven. When Jesus and I prayed for you, he did this as a as a man filled with God from a human perspective. He said, I went to the courts, Peter, and I've won the case against you. And you're going to walk through some hard places, but you're going to make it. Hmm. And the accuser is always coming against us, yes. looking for weaknesses and lying about us and, and really building the case. Absolutely. I was just in a place ministering this past weekend. 
And somehow or another, a lady that had driven eight hours got past the security and whatever and came into the pastor's office where wow. I was sitting with the pastor yeah. before the service. She looked at me and she said, I've come all the way from, she mentioned, I won't tell any details, but she, I've come all the way from this place. And then she says, and you need to know, she was like, she was telling me something I didn't know. You need to know there's a case against you in the court of heaven. And what I wanted to say to her was, well, of course there is. Yeah. I said, there's always, uh, the Bible says in Revelation 12. Yeah. The scripture says that he is, he's, he's, he's always bringing a case against us. Yeah, that's totally true. And I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Operating in the Courts of Heaven, because really God has already designed and set us up for success to overcome the works of the enemy. We're going to talk just in this next little segment about how God has operated and put in us uh, the ability, the power to overcome the accuser. So don't go away. We'll be right back. In parts of Asia, babies and toddlers growing up in the sex industry do not have safe childhoods. Instead, they are left on the streets, abused and neglected while their mothers work. They have nowhere safe to go. You can change this. Nightcare provides a safe place for these babies and toddlers where they are loved and cared for. Every night at the center, they are given a nutritious meal, toys to play with, and a safe place to sleep. Help us provide safe childhoods for these babies and toddlers. Help us protect babies and toddlers from the horrors of the sex industry. $38 protects one baby for one month. Donate now by calling 888-985-2000. Break through the roadblocks and spiritual legalities that stand in the way of your answered prayer. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Operating in the Courts of Heaven by Robert Henderson. This bestseller has supernaturally transformed lives all over the world. Through fresh biblical insights and a systematic framework, you will learn how to come before the courts of heaven and present your case for unanswered prayers or delayed breakthroughs to the righteous judge and see miraculous results. We will also send you Marilyn's foundational book, Breaking Generational Curses, Sarah's Transformed for Triumph booklet, and our Spiritual Authority Scripture card. And for your gift of $69 or more, we will send you the Crown of Thorns lithograph signed by renowned artist Alan Boltz. This stunning piece of artwork is a vivid reminder of the hope we have in Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made for us all. Present your case before the courts of heaven and receive breakthrough. Call or click today. We're so glad you're joining. Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. And you know, it's interesting. We were talking about this kind of off camera a little bit. First John 3 verse 8, it says, Jesus came to undo the works of the enemy, right? And yes. it's that Greek word, luce, uh, means to untie mm -hmm. in essence. But how do you see that? Like the story you're talking here, and of course, grab your copy of, of this book, but you're talking here about your son, mm -hmm. right? And the real big breakthrough. Uh, tell us a little bit, give us that story because that is so encouraging. Well, you know, I think every one of my children, I've, I've taken them, quote unquote, into the courts of heaven because they- Did they know you did that? No. <laughs> they did not. They did not. My the story you're telling telling is or mentioning is about Adam, who was held in depression for two years, and he was not given depression, but he was held in depression, couldn't get out of it because of a lot of circumstances he had been through, very devastating things, 
And it was just stealing, stealing his life, stealing his call. He was called to ministry. So anyway, I had been praying for those two years plus. I had been praying, I mean, on the battlefield saying, you know, I bind you and yelling at the devil and whatever. And I remember the morning I went to prayer and I heard the Lord say, bring Adam to my courts. I was shocked. I mean, I thought, how do you do that? I, I had an awareness at that point of the courts, but I didn't know how to do it on any level. And so I thought, well, if the Lord's telling me, he's going to help me. So I just started. I said, Lord, well, I just repent in behalf of Adam. I didn't even know if I could do that. But I found out later that 1 John 5, 16 says, if I see one sending a sin not unto death, I can ask and God will give them life. God says, I can do that for someone. Mm. And so, so I thought, well, I found that later. I said, Lord, I repent for Adam. I repent for his failures. I repent whatever. And I felt this shift. And then I heard the Lord say, now you repent, me. And I thought, what have I done? Yeah. And he said, you have spoken negative, critical words to his mother, my wife, to his mother about Adam in your frustration. The enemy has taken those words and is saying before my courts, even his own father says this about him. Wow. And so I began to repent Ooh. and ask for God to forgive me and annul those words so those words could not be used against Adam in the courts. Then I heard the Lord say, now prophesy Adam's destiny. And I knew some things about what God had said, and I began to prophesy. And as I'm doing that, now I'm all by myself. As I'm doing that, I'm prophesying the destiny of Adam, and I'm calling God into remembrance of what he said about Adam is what I'm doing. I'm prophesying his word concerning Adam. The Lord said to me, now rebuke the spirit of depression. Not rebuke the spirit of depression up to sure. a jillion times in two plus sure, years. Sure. But I rebuked it, and I felt this major shift. Well, a week and a half later, Adam called me. He never called me. And he said, Dad, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. And he said, I don't know what happened, but a week and a half ago, all the depression left. Adam is now a very successful pastor wow. down in, in uh, East Texas area. Just took a, took a group of five. Just this past week, had 425 in service. Oh, my goodness. Nothing special, just a service. I mean, just he is, he is just anointed of God to do what he's doing, but it would have never have happened if I hadn't have broke the spirit of depression off of him in the court of heaven. And Adam will tell you today, the court of heaven saved my life. Wow. And you might you might be listening to this and you're thinking about my, your kids, your grandkids. You're like, oh, that is so encouraging to me. And I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website, give us the name of your kid or your grandkid. We want to pray, pray with you, pray for that child, that grandkid, and grab your copy of Operating in the Courts of Heaven. That is such an encouraging story. And in here you can read that plus a whole lot more stories and you'll really have a faith lift uh, to help you really see breakthrough in your life and in very um, strategic areas and needy areas. And, you know, in here, you also talk about three dimensions of prayer. So yes. what does that look like? Well, those are, those dimensions are approaching God out of Luke 11 as father and his friend and out of Luke 18 as judge. See, when, when I began to even get a little bit of criticism, you know, court of heaven, what are you talking about? I said, well, Jesus put prayer in a judicial setting. In Luke 18, he talks about a widow coming before an unjust judge. And his point of that parable is, is simply this. If this widow who had no power, no clout, no ability to influence, no money to, to bribe with, because he's an unjust judge, he only does things for what he can get. Yeah. He said, if this widow 
could, through her ongoing presentation of a case, get a verdict from that unjust judge, how much more can you come before me as the righteous judge Hmm. and see me render verdicts in your behalf? And so I teach about approaching God as a father, approaching him as a friend, but then also approaching him as judge. And and see, when you approach God as father, it's about your needs. When you approach him as friend, it's actually you standing for someone else. But when you approach him as judge, you are actually dealing with the adversary that is bringing a case that's stopping God from doing what he desires to do in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's so, such a powerful, powerful principle of Revelation. Grab your copy of Operating in the Courts of Heaven. This will be a huge, huge benefit resource to you. You know, also, it's interesting in chapter six, Robert, you talk about the bride, you talk about angels, and you talk about this, and the, you bring in these, like, kind of, in my mind, I read, I was like, that seems like kind of off the plot. Yeah. So help me walk through some of those, well, those in, ideas. Well, in, in uh, that's all brought in because in, in Hebrews 12, mm-hmm. I love Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. Mm-hmm. He says, it, where it says to us as New Testament believers, we've not come to Mount Sinai, the place of the law. Yeah. We're, we're no longer under law, but you have come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God, which is the bride. Mm. We, we know in Revelation, the city of the to heavenly, to city of, uh, of living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to, to uh, the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Okay, and then it says to God, the judge of all. And it's quite interesting. He talks, he talks about God being judged there. Uh, to the mediator of the new covenant, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. To the blood that, springs, uh, that speaks better things than, than that of Abel. And then it also says to the spirits of just men made perfect. So when you start looking at that, you start realizing, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, the, the spirit of just men made perfect. That's the cloud of witnesses. Witnesses. What does that word mean? It means to give judicial testimony. You see, people yeah. think the cloud of witnesses are up there just cheering us on. They're not just doing that. The cloud of witnesses are actually still connected to um, some very significant things and seeing God's will to be done. I believe the cloud of witnesses are a part of the intercessory ministry of Jesus, that Jesus is our intercessor, but the cloud of witnesses are also a part of that intercessory ministry. They And, and by the way, everybody that dies and goes to heaven, they're not in the cloud of witnesses hmm. because this is my belief. Because the Bible says there's some saved, saved so as by fire. The cloud of witnesses, I believe, is a very elite group. the The word witness is the word we get martyr from that they laid their life down and they have, if you will, won the right to stand in the judicial place in heaven in behalf of the purposes of God in the earth. Hmm. So I'm getting into some things there, but the whole issue is, is that all of that in Hebrews 12 says we have come there. Mm-hmm. We have come there. We're we're a part of that process. Hmm. And they they intercede on our behalf. Uh, yes, I believe I believe that there are times. Okay, for instance, in Revelation 19.10, when, when, I didn't mean to get into all this, in Revelation 19.10, where the scripture um, talks about uh, John being there and and he's with a man. The Bible calls him a man. And he falls to worship him because he's so glorious. What does he say? He said, don't worship me. He said, you got to worship God. And he said, for I, and this is what he said. He said, I am a fellow servant 
or if you will, I'm of human form, just like you. I am your brethren. Well, angels are not our brothers, right. and I have the testimony of Jesus. Well, angels don't have the testimony of Jesus. Only the redeemed have the testimony of Jesus. Hmm. And so that would mean that that person that John failed to worship was actually a human being in the cloud of witnesses, most likely, because he wasn't angelic. So here's 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 the point that I believe. I believe that that when it says that they are the spirits of just men made perfect, what that means is they are in such perfect union that they have now stepped into the place where they're joint heirs with Christ. Wow. Remember, the Bible says we are joint heirs with Him. Yeah. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Him. That literally there are those who are who can carry a weight of glory in that heavenly realm that would make us want to worship them. Yeah. And yet He said, don't do that. I'm just like you. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and there's so much in this book, Operating in the Courts of Heaven, in here that he that Robert unpacks and really makes you kind of think about it and really starts to make you raise your awareness and give you revelation on some of the things in the Bible. I'm like, I don't understand that. So there's in my Bible, I've got question marks and all that. And it's really cool because some of those things get resolved and worked through in this book, Operating in the Courts of Heaven. Grab your copy today. It will help you immensely break through the roadblocks and spiritual legalities that stand in the way of your answered prayer. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Operating in the Courts of Heaven by Robert Henderson. This bestseller has supernaturally transformed lives all over the world. Through fresh biblical insights and a systematic framework, you will learn how to come before the courts of heaven and present your case for unanswered prayers or delayed breakthroughs to the righteous judge and see miraculous results. We will also send you Marilyn's foundational book, Breaking Generational Curses, Sarah's Transformed for Triumph booklet, and our Spiritual Authority scripture card. And for your gift of $69 or more, we will send you the Crown of Thorns lithograph signed by renowned artist Alan Boltz. This stunning piece of artwork is a vivid reminder of the hope we have in Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made for us all. Present your case before the courts of heaven and receive breakthrough. Call or click today. I'm so glad you've watched this interview. Robert, would you pray for our audience, our viewers, to have a tremendous breakthrough? Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I want to pray. I want to even bring the audience, all the people watching around the world, into the courts of heaven. Lord, your word says that we can enter into those realms because of the blood of Jesus, that we have entrance into the holiest of holies. And you can just even feel that right now. And Lord, I just want to pray that as we come to stand before you, thank you so much for giving us audience before you. And we bring to you now in the courts the very cry and yearnings of our hearts, the deepest longings that we have. Come on, just tell him right now, what is the deepest longing of your heart? Because you're standing in the court of heaven. Just tell him that which is most pressing upon your life. And so we just come to do that, Lord. And we just want to ask in the name of Jesus that your blood would speak for us, silence any accusation the enemy would be bringing that would try to deny your right to move in our life. Let those accusations be annulled and removed right now and let the breakthrough we're asking you for occur in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I agree 100%. 100%. Amen. We disagree with the deceiver. Yes. And we agree with truth. Amen. And I really want to encourage you today, maybe the deceiver, the accuser, Satan, your opponent has been accusing and robbing and stealing from you and, and really lying. 
we want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. I want to pray with you that you can disagree with deception and agree with agree with truth. Grab your copy of, of Courts of Heaven. It will change your life.